Hey everybody, welcome to Drive Through Review 469. Today we're going to take a look at a game that I probably will mispronounce, and it's Pi Mal Flaumen, is how I pronounce it. Uh, this is a sort of a trick-taking game. A designer is Matthias Kramer, who has done like Glenn Moore and Lancaster, which is one of my favorite games, uh, Helvetia, and a couple other games I'm forgetting. Uh, but this is, I think, his first kind of lightish, <laughs> I'll get to that in a minute, a sort of lightish trick-taking style card game. So not something you would expect from him. It plays uh, two to five players and it takes about a half hour. We've been playing it at lunch and really enjoying it. But it's a very different wonky style trick-taking game, different than anything I've really seen. Uh, so let's jump into actually how the mechanics work and then I'll tell you what I think. Okay, Pi and Mal Flaumann has a theme that I don't quite understand, but I don't think that's important. Uh, what you're kind of trying to do is collect different sets of these fruits. Uh, here's a plum, and I believe flower is plum. And you can see pie is not like a pie you eat, but actually pie the number. So let's take a look at the components and I'll tell you how it works. So there's a variety of different cards in the game. Uh, first off is the guard dog card, and this is double-sided. And the rules say you can just choose your favorite breed. And this one actually protects you from having cards stolen from you, which I'll talk about in a minute. You've got the pie cards and you'll collect these in the game. And these are simply going to add 3.14 to the value of the card that you play. And you can play multiple of these on your turn if you wish. You have this stack here of plum cards. These are double-sided. These are different fruits and you can collect these during the game. You have some turn order cards here in the various different turn orders. And then you have three sort of eras of cards. And you can actually kind of see this butterfly form. You have an age one, it's a caterpillar, that's in its cocoon, and then it comes out as a butterfly. So you'll take out a certain number of cards uh, based on the number of players, and then you'll deal these out. And these have a variety of different symbols and things on them. There is one of each number. So like in a five player game, you'll play with one through 25. You'll take some out. And each of these is a different fruit. So you can see, I'm not sure what that is actually. Uh, and then you've got berries there, and strawberries, and apples, and oranges, more apples, and so on. And there also are different symbols here, like this one will get you the dog if you win this card. Uh, this one is a little scoring symbol. What this means is if you have two of the same fruit, you can score five points, because it's got AA. And then here you have three different fruits, ABC. And if you have that, then you can score six points. So how does a, a round work or a hand? Well, everybody's gonna take and play a card. So somebody will go first, they'll play a card into the center, and the next player will play another card, and then let's say we're playing a four-player game, and we have these four cards played. So going around the table, whoever played the highest card, in this case a 22, will get the number one. So this means they're gonna have first choice of the cards that were played. So from a four-player game, we're gonna one, two, three, four, and there's, depending on the player count, you'll have different ones of these. So the first player will choose first, and then second, and third, and then the last player, whoever played the lowest card, in this case, the player that played the one, will get the last choice, they get whatever's left, and then they'll get a plum. So they'll take a plum off the stack there. So sometimes we tried playing without those because it felt fiddly. It's not really fiddly. You can just kind of put somebody responsible for that, uh, you know, putting those out as the cards are played, and then it does uh, help, you know, as the cards are taken, remember whose turn it is to take another card. So let's say and the 22 goes, and then he wants to choose the four, and then the 19 would go, and maybe they want the card that they played. 
and then the four would go and then they want the let's say they want the two and then this guy goes and he gets this plus the plum now like i said there are special things and icons on the card uh, so i talked about the scoring icons there are also let's look here these pie icons the dog icons and then there's a stealing icon here well the stealing is very simple when you take a card that has the stealing icon you can steal any other card that's in front of a player that they've taken previously and take it now if they've scored a card then you can't take that i'll talk about scoring in a minute uh, then you've got the dog here if you take a dog card out of the center then you get the dog in front of you and then you are immediately protected from scoring nobody can steal from you unless they steal the dog from you and it is possible to have more than one dog come out and you take the dog take the card and somebody else takes the other dog with the card and then they get the dog and then you've got the pie card so if you take the card with the pies you're always going to take three pies and you kind of add these to your hand and then on later turns when it's your turn to play a card so when you go to decide you say okay well maybe i can play this 11 and i can put maybe these two pies out and that'll be enough because you're kind of card counting too so this will be 14 17 dot something right dot two eight so this is going to be higher than a 17 but lower than an 18 so you might play this with the pies or you might play all three pies or you might collect a whole bunch of pies and save them to the end of the game and then try to win a bunch of tricks at the end of the game so that is how those cards work so you take and get them now i talked about scoring now scoring cards are you can score them as soon as you take them or as soon as you meet the criteria so let's say here's an interesting decision here let's say i had uh these two cards here and then i won this card i took this card and it says three different cards right a b c and score them so what you can do is i don't have to actually use this card in the scoring but it's more efficient to do so so if I take and say, okay, I took the scoring card, I satisfy the criteria, I can score it right away. I'll take it and I'll put this one face down. So this is my score pile and this is protected. This can't be stolen. And then I'll discard the other two cards because I've got three different fruits, uh, the berries, these white things and an apple. And then I meet that. Now there's nothing saying that I couldn't actually, you wouldn't do this because it's less efficient, but I could say, I'm going to keep this one, score this one and discard these three other cards. The card that you they're scoring the points for doesn't have to be involved in the set but you want it to because you're getting rid of less cards in front of you and there are others here whenever you're playing with five players the 25s all have if you have three plums you can score that uh, and you, you got more sets like you'll have like a full house here in the later here so you can see if you have oh, five plums um this one here three of one kind and two of another and of course you know you might stack up plums you maybe play a bunch of low cards uh, during the round so you get a bunch of plums to make those sets here's five different cards and so on and so after you play a hand whoever was the first choice that round then they lead the next card in the trick we play around they would distribute those and then once you play through your hand you're going to deal out the error two cards and the error three cards and go along till there and then you're just going to reveal your points at the end of the game and whoever has the most points is the winner uh, the tiebreakers whoever has the most you know fruit cards left in front of them there is an advanced rule and a basic rule and i've only played it with the advanced rule uh, the advanced rule is you can only score one card per turn and we like it like that and at the end of the game in the non-advanced rule you can score a bunch of cards if you have leftover cards 
that you could possibly score. But in the advanced game, no, you've got to score them one at a time each turn uh, during the game, and I prefer that. Okay, that is Pie Mount Flaumann. What do I think of this game? Really enjoy this game a lot. I am one that is kind of sick of trick-taking games. I like the ladder climbing style games, uh, but this one really has uh, taken myself and as well as my, my game group there at lunch uh, by storm. We really have liked this. It's taken a couple of plays for us to get into it and then some more plays beyond that where we really started to tinker with the strategies. Now it's hard to explain because when we first were like looking at the cards and trying to figure out okay how does this work? Is it like the low cards or the scoring cards or the high cards or the scoring cards? Like how does it work? It's kind of mixed throughout and I think that is, is a good thing because it's kind of an opportunistic kind of feel so that you see how the trick's playing out, what position you're going to choose, and you say, okay, he's gonna be able to steal before I can get the card. If I take this card, he's gonna take it anyway, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, and so you might also like throw out a scoring card that you look around and you're like, okay, nobody's gonna be able to score this one. And maybe it's the full house one. Nobody's got, you know, much pairs or anything. It's a bunch of different ones. Maybe everybody's like just scored. So it's kind of like reset the landscape of all the cards that are in front of everybody. So I'm gonna throw this one out there, get it, get it away from me. And then let somebody do that and then maybe try to steal it later or so on. Um, and try to play around that so I can get the choice to steal the card. Because after you play the game a few times, you're gonna count. There's you know two stealing cards in each set and then two or three dogs. I can't remember, it's been a week since I've actually played it. Uh, so you, you count and then you see the cards disappear and you know there's one through 25, the 25's already been played, you know, or it hasn't been played. Oh, he's got a pie in there, you know, how many pies do I spend? That kind of stuff to try to get into a position where you're gonna get the card that you want to choose. Um, and so, there's also some tinkering that you can do with kind of the turn order because you want the person to your left to be playing first <laughs> because playing last in a particular hand or trick is the best because then you can decide if you especially if you have pies you know you can decide where you want to go you know whether it matters and that's kind of the, the thing with the game is okay so I can play this card with a bunch of pies and probably choose first but I know those jerkies across the table are holding their massive scoring card because they don't want to put it out because they know I can score it. And so it becomes this kind of game of like, I don't really want to play any of these cards. And you're like, which one is the least one that's gonna help somebody else or you know damage me particularly? So that's a very interesting game. So this is a little bit of an ethereal kind of game. You gotta definitely play it a few times to get into it. And I think you want to play it with uh, the same group of players so that everybody kind of comes up equally in skill level and kind of knowledge of the cards and the scoring cards and you know the dog cards and the stealing cards because uh, plays will quickly become you know crucial uh, you're like you know the one card that you play or that you didn't play is really going to kind of dictate how well you or somebody else is going to do that round so this is going to be a good game I think for you know a group of gamers that plays together frequently uh, for sure I recommend it. I like the artwork is very nice. I like the whole, like the pie thing is, is just weird, you know, but I like it. And I like how you kind of get this power. This, these pie cards are definitely a power. 
uh, towards the end of the game. So you've got to be real considered about when you play these especially. Uh, but I highly recommend this game. Now, I did not get this sent to me by Velma at Game Surplus. This was actually sent to me by the publisher. Uh, but I do see that she picks it up from time to time. And I would say if you live in the United States, that's a good bet. Now this is an import here. It does come with English and German rules. Um, and I'm not sure about its availability elsewhere. I just know because it's kind of an import type of deal. She's got it for sure. Um, you know, Amazon.de and stuff might have it. There might be other folks that have it. I just haven't checked. Um, but definitely take a look at it. And I think if you're over, overseas there in Europe, uh, then you should be able to find it pretty readily because it's from uh, uh, Pegasus Spiel. <laughs> Uh, so definitely enjoy this one. It's going to give you, reward you for multiple plays uh, for sure. So thanks.